0: You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons
1: This is Jeremy
2: Boyd, candidate for the mayor of City of Pontiac, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show
0: podcast with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister Michael Nimmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Want to welcome to you, welcome you to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We're calling tonight's show Meet the Candidates because we have a good friend of ours uh, on the show who's also running for mayor of the city of of Pontiac, mayoral Candidate Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In addition to him being a fellow Spartan, Go Spartans, uh, he is also on the show tonight to talk about uh, his story and his experiences and what he believes qualifies him for the top job in the city of Pontiac. I can't wait to share this interview with you on tonight. But before we even get into that, there's so much that's out here today to talk about, so much that's going on in the news, and I really feel compelled uh, to just share some thoughts about a few things that I've uh, come across in the news on today and events that have taken place that I believe um, deserves some um, uh, some space uh, to at least acknowledge uh, what is happening around us I'm sure many of you are already aware of the passing of uh, famous hip hop star DMX and uh, uh, you know the conditions surrounding his death it seems as if he uh, passed uh, a result of an overdose and uh, what was surprising was uh, Towards the end of his life. He seemed to be making a transition. Toward a more spiritual life. And. Um, was shocked to hear. Uh, of the circumstances. Surrounding his death. Our thoughts and prayers. are certainly with his family. And. Um, our prayer is that. He found God before. Uh, he closed his eyes. Here on this earth. But it just seems that we are. Surrounded by. Death uh, in this uh, this moment in this space of time. Not just celebrities that we may know that are leaving here, but even those in our personal life. Uh, you know, whether it be because of COVID nineteen or um, natural causes or uh, whatever the circumstances might be. It just seems like death is amongst us, and death is surrounding us in this space and in this time Uh, didn't want to start to show off this way but again it's important to note that we have to be about our purpose we have to be about uh, what we believe we were put here on this earth to do and to accomplish and that's why um, our thought of the week on tonight is taken from our latest book entitled Vision and it's entitled The Dash An excerpt of uh, our book Vision uh, Taken from the chapter entitled Distractions And I believe that this is a important thought of the week That I believe is going to bless so many uh, Because it's a double entendre The Dash is not just about uh, the space of time That exists between the day you were born and the day you die. And what you do in between uh, that time there. But also, life is often characterized or can be characterized in some respects as a dash. A mad dash to the finish line. Many people are chasing dreams, chasing people, chasing other things, chasing material things, chasing whatever it is that they feel might fulfill their life or bring some type of fulfillment to their life and I think that it's so important that we know what our purpose is so that we don't end up in a mad dash of trying to pursue things that we ultimately discover will lead us to nowhere and uh, and so that's why I truly believe that this start of the week on tonight is going to really be one that will bless so many people uh, as they they seek to discover their purpose and what it is they were put on this earth to do I also wanted to briefly share my thoughts about uh, what's happening in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, with the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, of course, we are all uh, hoping for and praying for justice to prevail in this trial. Uh, George Floyd's family deserves that. The memory and the legacy of George Floyd deserves that as well this former officer Derek Chauvin took this young man's life mercilessly uh, kneeling on his neck for some 9 minutes and 29 seconds I believe and taking his life without any remorse without any care for this man's life whatsoever and so we're watching with bated breath as many of you are hoping and praying for justice to prevail in this case. And today the defense began uh, presenting their witnesses to the jury uh, trying to defend uh, former officer Derek Chauvin. And so again, we're just hoping and praying that justice will prevail in this situation, in this case and that the family uh, and George Floyd Get the justice they so deserve. And ironically, just 10 miles away from the courthouse on yesterday, a young man by the name of Dante Wright's life was taken uh, very tragically uh, by or at the hands of the Brooklyn Center uh, Police in Minnesota, according to reports. Um, a senior police officer uh, they say accidentally uh, pulled her, her service weapon of which she thought was a, a taser to tase this young man in his vehicle and instead fired one single shot that fatally took the life of this young black man another uh, tragedy another young black male taken away from us at the hands of the police and um, again it's more proof that there needs to be criminal justice reform and that the police need to be held accountable for the deeds that they are doing and have done against the black community so um, and I believe it was ruled a homicide so the narrative that is being projected by the chief of police in the Brooklyn, in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, is that this was an accidental uh, shooting because the police officer believed she was reaching for her taser instead of her service weapon. Uh, but the fact that she is a senior officer uh, leads us to believe that she knew what she was doing because a taser and her service weapon looks very differently and they fire very differently and so it is my belief and I'm sure those that are listening on tonight or today rather uh, believe the same that she knew what she was doing and that this was an intentional murder of another black man and so we are standing with this family uh, in this loss this is another young black male that has fallen at the hands of the police something needs to be done enough is definitely enough we also know about the incident in uh, Virginia where two uh, Virginia police officers pulled over a lieutenant in the United States Army that was in his civilian vehicle uh, SUV uh, that uh, according to reports they could not see his paper License that was in or taped to the back of his mirror or back of his window, I should say, of his SUV Uh, was tinted and they could not see that. But they were able to shine their flashlights on the back window and see that this was a vehicle that he purchased with the proper uh, paperwork and registration. And yet, this traffic stop still resulted in this lieutenant of the U.S. Army being pepper sprayed several times by these Virginia police officers. Uh, He was accosted. He was beaten, brutalized by them, uh, berated by them as well. Um, Thankfully, one of the officers has already been fired. I believe uh, the next one uh, is in line to be as well. But again, this is just more evidence of... The problem that exists within our criminal justice system uh, here, you know, it, it's just um, it, it's just really unsettling to see how our black brothers and sisters are treated by the police here in this country. Something definitely needs to be done. We're calling on Congress. We're calling on uh, President Biden we're calling on Vice President Kamala Harris and that team to come together and pass some sweeping criminal justice reform legislation because the time is now the time is now we do not need another black brother or sister or brown brother or sister to be killed and executed by the police because of uh, failure to comply no one deserves that uh, and and something definitely needs to be done about it. And Of course, we didn't necessarily want to open the show on a somber note, uh, but I felt like you know these were events that were not just on my mind but were on the minds of many of you who are listening to the show on tonight. They're all over the news and social media. And so I think we would be remiss without addressing that and addressing them uh, during our show on today. I want to welcome all of our first time listeners to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, again, We uh, appreciate your support. Uh, do us a favor and write a review and rate us and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the World Wide Web. Be sure to follow us on uh, social media. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter and Instagram account. You can follow us at TOL Radio Hosts. MSN on Instagram and Twitter, and look us up at Michael Nimmons on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. You can also drop us a line at contact at MichaelNimmons.com. Stop by our personal ministry website, MichaelNimmons.com, to see what we have going on and see what we have coming up right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show also do us a favor and subscribe to thinking out loud tv guys we're uploading new video content each and every week to our youtube channel so do us a favor and subscribe to thinking out loud tv there you'll see exclusive content from the podcast that we post each and every week uh, when we interview our guests right here on the thinking out loud radio show podcast as I said in our show opening We've got a great show in store for you On today we're interviewing A good friend of ours mayoral candidate of the city of Pontiac My good friend Jeremy Bowie he was, He's on the show sharing his story As well as his experiences And why he believes he's qualified To become the top uh, The top man In the city of Pontiac, so glad to have him on the show We're talking about his career, we're talking about uh, what his vision is for the city of Pontiac And why it's so important that we go to the polls and vote So guys, we're getting ready to take our first break of the night When we come back, we're getting right into the interview with my good friend, Jeremy Bowie Candidate for the city of Pontiac You don't want to go anywhere, you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show We'll be right back.
1: Hello, my name is Maya Nemes, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nemes, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available on the Detroit Praise Network website.
0: You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
3: Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael
0: Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com.
3: Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nimmons, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You send
3: it to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. One. All right, everybody, we are back on a, a great edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. I'm your host. Michael Nimmons, and um, guys, we have a great show in store for you on tonight. Great interview, great guest. I can't wait to jump into this discussion uh, with this uh, uh, this brilliant young man. He is uh, doing some big things. I can't wait to get into it with him. And um, and But before we do, obviously, we want to give him a proper introduction. Uh, he is a candidate for mayor of Pontiac, born and raised in the city of Pontiac, graduate of Michigan State University, goes Spartans for undergrad and uh, Western Michigan for his law degree. Uh, He knows and understands what it takes to accomplish anything in life. It requires a high level of tenacity, perseverance, and grit. He also worked in the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office for four years before going into private practice. He's now running for mayor of the city of Pontiac to restore trust and move people forward. I want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show. Welcome to new friend of the show, but good friend of ours candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac. My good friend, Jeremy boy, welcome to the thinking out loud radio show, Jeremy. Thank
2: you, Michael, for having me. Uh, You know, I was here before when we talked about uh, Ahmaud
3: Arbery. And I had an excellent time. And I look forward to our conversation today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very happy to have you. I was going to mention that to you, actually, that, um, jeremy was on the show with us uh man that was uh, about a year maybe year and a half ago yeah, there, about about, a year, yeah. yeah we had we had you on the show this was before uh george floyd uh uh that that george floyd was um, murdered by um officer uh chauvin uh his trial is going on now people are watching this and hopefully trying to uh, you know, to see justice prevail in this particular situation. But we had um Jeremy Bowie on and he was a part of a panel. Uh we called the panel uh I think it was Speak Up, Stand Up, uh panel about the Ahmaud Aubrey uh, murder, as well as um, you know, a few others uh that uh that took place around that time. Breonna Taylor being one of them yep. and her her case still yet being um, not resolved at this point, but um, you know, we, he's on. Uh, As I said, uh, he's doing some great things. So, Jeremy, man, we're we're so happy to have you back with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, And uh, this time it's it's to talk about um, you running for mayor of the city of Pontiac, man. So so tell us, first of all, tell us more about yourself. I know during the time you were on the on the farm, you really didn't get the opportunity to dive into really who you are because of the time frame of the of the forum that we had. But I want you to tell our listeners, not just on the Thinking Out Loud TV, um Thinking Out Loud podcast, but even our YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud TV, who you are.
2: Yeah, hey, once again I'm Jeremy Bowie. Uh born and raised here in Pontiac, uh, you know, to two parents who uh well my mom, she came up from Alabama. You know, during the great, I would call it the great migration from the South coming up here to work in the plants. You know, my dad, he worked in the plant. He came from North Carolina. Um, And so, you know, just two blue collar parents, um, the youngest of six siblings. So, you know, I'm affectionately known as the baby, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just born and raised here in the Harrington Hills here in Pontiac. Um, It's the same subdivision that was across the street from the Pontiac Silverdome. Real Lions uh, did a lot of of playing. So um, and now it's the new Amazon. Um, So, yeah, been here uh, my whole life. Uh, The only time I've ever left Pontiac really was to go to school and, you know, intern in D.C., but my roots are here. Um, Proud product product of the Pontiac School District. You know, it gets maligned a lot, but there are some diamonds out there. I'm not the only one um, in the world making waves. So, you know, Pontiac School educated. Uh, Also attended Horizons Upper Bound at Cranbrook Kingswood. Um, Even when I had the opportunities to go to other schools and, you know, make their numbers still look great as far as the Cranbrooks and the Notre Dame preps and the Marist Academy, I still chose Pontiac. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: You know, then went off to Michigan State, go green, go white. Um, It's a funny story about that. I, I, you know, at first I was going to go out to school to Washington, D.C. And mom was like, you're not going out to D.C. at 17 years old. You're staying Uh here. (laughs) I always say michigan state university is the best decision my mom's ever made for me because i met lifelong friends there and i traveled the world literally michael like brazil new zealand like i just traveled you know while at michigan state wow um, yeah loved it uh i tell people all the time when i went to brazil it was during world cup time now you know how brazilians are about their soccer right right uh, yeah you think about the great players Pele, uh ronaldino um you know kakai and uh Neymar now um you know i, I used to play soccer when i was younger so i, I followed it oh okay um, i can yeah, tell so, yeah. yeah so i went over there and uh, you know enjoyed it but picked up a political science degree from michigan state went out to dc i needed a year off i am be honest with you it was rough at state for a little while but you know when i got my bearings it went re- it went really well um so i said you know i just can't sit around so i went out to dc and You know, worked in the Senate, worked in the White House under the Obama administration, and then came back and went to law school. Um, Once again, you know, I I met people in D.C. and they were like, you should stay here and work. You you should apply for this job. You got the inside track. We'll give it to you. I'm like, no, I want to go back home and get my law degree, Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: I believe that you you need to work in the community that that raised you, that brought you up. You know, you, you don't ever forsake your community. You don't ever forsake your village. So I came back here, got my law degrees. Even when I was working at the prosecutor's office, I lived in Pontiac, drove to Detroit every single day, snow, rain, whatever, Pontiac. So got my law degree May 2015, passed the the February 2016 bar, and I started working at the prosecutor's office that very next week um, that I sat for the bar. So um, it's been a whirlwind. Um, You know, I sit back and I still don't think I still don't think I've reached my peak. I still think there's more to obtain. And, you know, sometimes I think, is there something wrong with me or, you know, am am I chasing something? But I believe if you keep goals in front of you, it'll keep you occupied, keep you out of the streets, keep you out of trouble. And, um, you know, you will look back on your life and be like, wow, I did a lot. I affected a lot of people. You know, I'm pretty proud of what I've done. Because at the end of the day, I just want to hear "Well done, thy good and faithful servant." Period. Um, so, it's a little bit about me. Um, sat on boards um, in law school, competed in mock trial competitions. Um, at the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, tried cases, won cases. Uh, I did domestic violence, so um, I worked with people. I worked with women and men who were a part of abusive relationships and restoring them, getting them justice and, and restoring them. I had amazing victim advocates. Um, I'm not the prosecutor or the attorney I am without those victim advocates at the Wayne County prosecutor's office. They are truly world class. They taught me more than anybody with a law degree. Um, you know, I, I pick up law pretty well. Um, my my litigation skills are pretty good. Um, but those ladies and and, and gentlemen taught me how to be a people person and communicate in a manner to help pull them through. So I, I owe a lot of all really 90% of my success to them um, as a prosecutor. And so now I'm just currently, uh, you know, currently working, uh, doing some off stuff on the side for law. And then I also have my realtor's license. So I'm helping people, you know, get their homes and advising some investors on deals and things of that nature.
0: Wow.
3: wow. Well, like what well, you are obviously doing quite a bit and have done quite a bit, and again, we're very happy to have you uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And You've, uh, you know, have seemed to have had a very accomplished career up until this point. What inspired you to get into politics? Because, you know, um, you seem like you've you 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 you, you know, you've carved out uh, a a pretty good life for yourself. In, in the uh, legal profession, working at the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office for four years, I believe it was, and then going into private practice, you know, with everything that's going on in, in politics and politicians seem to, their name just seems to be, that, that profession seems to be dragged through the mud in so many cases and so many, um, you know, perspectives. You know, w- what inspires you to get into, into politics? when you
2: see individuals like uh, uh the late john lewis mm. you see uh individuals like uh aoc in the in, in the uh congress now Right. you can enter the devil's arena and inspire change you know? wow so um it, to me it's about the person you know and so i've always had a knack for just helping people and want to see people be the best versions of themselves you know um, it started when I was young. You know, uh, people always always called me a preacher, a politician, or a pe- or a pediatrician because you know I, I loved um, I loved science back then.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, um, you know, just growing up and and just seeing my mom, you know, she went through a lot. Uh, you know, being a black woman raising two boys in the inner city, you know, that's not an uncommon story for us. You know, for people who look like me and brought me up, but that inspired me to say you know, as I move on in this world and get older, that should be less, that should become more, you know, that should be more uncommon, that story, you know, instead of being a common story. Right. So I always looked at law as people who know the rules are successful. People who know how to maneuver, within the rules are successful. And you have people out there who prey on people who don't know the rules, who prey on people who are vulnerable. And so as a lawyer, I took the oath to be the protector and the defender. Um, I was that for my older brother because he has cerebral palsy. So, you know, I was the one that was protecting and defending him. You know, and I'm always strong about my mother, you know, like, like, you know, mom, are you okay? Is there anything else? You know, I I would say one time uh, Sam's Club sent my mom a bill too much i called sam's club and they apologized you know that's mm. how i am you know just wanting people to be safe and live their best life so that's what inspired me in politics and then also coupled with going to dc and just seeing how it works man it's cool like i love it like it's cool to me and so um you know yeah it's you know you can you, you can look at it and say it's dirty and things of that nature but that's where you got to look at the person right you can't you can't throw generalizations out there like that because you can say bad things about anything in this world. Black people, white people, we can say about accountants and doctors and things of that nature. That's why you have to look at the individual person and people need to vote the person. And then um, I
3: think once we start doing that, you will see a change. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with the candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac, my good friend, Jeremy Bowie. We thank thank you so much for being with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV. So guys, uh, we are just enjoying chopping it up with this uh, young man who is aspiring to do some big things in his life, who's already done some great things as well. So Jeremy, tell us, as you look over your uh, career because um, it seems like you've done quite a bit uh, even before throwing your hat in the ring to run for mayor of the city of Pontiac. Uh, you have um, interned uh, in Washington D.C. for the Obama administration. Uh, done some things even before that. Worked in the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office with Kim Worthy. You have you know worked in the Senate uh, in Washington D.C. What do you think prepared you most for your run for mayor of city of the city of Pontiac?
2: I would say my upbringing, Mm. you know, because without the foundation of my upbringing, I don't have the character to get to those places. So that's what prepared me the most, to be honest, to people, to not harm people, to do what you say you're going to do to do uh, things at your best, you know, and not half step, not have, give people half effort. That's what prepared me. And I feel like those other places molded that into someone who can, who will lead Pontiac and lead it with integrity, lead it uh, with truth, and just lead it knowing that I'm operating within the best interest of the city and not an individual and not a situation. So I, you know, I, I really, uh, credit my mom and my dad, you know, but, you know, my mom, I was here with my mom, my brother of instilling discipline of just being honest, being fair and doing what you say you're going to do.
1: Mm.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like a good plan for you. You know, as I said, you've done quite a bit. Uh, I wanted you to share with us, you know, you said you worked in, um, uh, according to your bio, you worked, Uh, And I think it was a correspondence office for uh, the Obama administration. Uh, I believe it was. So tell us a little bit about that internship. I mean, that had to really be uh, something that uh, you you were excited about working uh, under the administration of the first black president of the United States. I mean, that that I I can I I I just go back and think about, uh, you know, Uh, that administration from my perspective, you know, looking at it from the cheap seats uh, Mm -hmm. on the outside, looking in, but you were on the inside of the administration working there every day. So what was it like working there under that very historic administration?
2: You know, uh, it was amazing. I remember, I remember when he got elected in 2008, um, Mm -hmm. uh, we were, I was at Michigan state. And when I tell you, the campus went crazy. Like Life. it was historical, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and I and so I, know I would say millennials have seen a lot. We, we my generation have witnessed a lot of historical moments and, and pandemics is. and things. And so that's still up there. That's still number one to me mm-hmm. um, because of what we've gone through to get to this point. Um, but it was an inspiration every day. I remember we were sitting in the fishbowl. We call it the fishbowl. It was a conference room, was glass on all sides, and people could see in. And they were distributing uh, jobs or whatever. You know, hey, you know, welcome to Office of the President's Correspondence. Um, we've broken you guys up in teams. And so I was in the uh, gift department. And the two other individuals in the gift department, me was a, a lady, a woman named Esmira, and then Sabrina. We're, we're still keeping communication today. You know, I didn't know what to expect of the gift department. I'm like, oh, gift department. Oh, this is all right. You know, it's not mm-hmm. policy or anything, but it's the gift department. Some of the gifts I've seen that the president received, um, it's just amazing. Some of the tours we took, you know, it was just inspiring to get up every day and go to work because I was doing something that, you know, only a few people walking on this earth will ever say that they uh had a chance to do so it was it's amazing even as i sit here and think about it you know i can't wait to his uh presidential library opens up i can go in there and it's like oh i remember that or i saw that or um, i remember checking that in and so um i also got a chance to work on the um, white house comment comment line where people call in and you know that was a humbling experience and that prepared me because You know, yeah, we sit here and talk about, you know, the greatness of President Obama and the cheeriness and all that stuff. But there were some people who did not want to see him in office and they called their comment line. They made it known. They said things. And so um, it was a very humbling experience. It was a very um, leveling experience. And um, I miss it. You know, I would say this. Go go to intern in D.C., when you're in high, when you're in college, you know, um, when you're a broke intern, it's fun. It's so much fun. There's no pressure. You, you, you may have a cool job out there, but just connecting with the leaders of tomorrow and seeing everyone hustling and bustling and everyone nearly has a PhD out there. So, you know, you really have competition and have to stay up on your a game. It was amazing. And I miss it.
3: Wow. That sounds like it was, it really it really does, it really does. I'm, I'm sitting here a little bit jealous of you because <laughs> I'm uh, uh, definitely an admirer of, of President Obama and um, uh, just would have loved the opportunity, I know, uh, to have been there uh, during his administration. I remember uh, talking about internships. I had an opportunity to intern at Michigan State uh, when I was a student there. Um, And I interned in uh, Grand Rapids, actually, uh, at the uh, Western, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District uh, there briefly uh, for that for one summer. And it was very it was very interesting experience uh, working in the attorney's office there. I have a political science degree as well and um, uh, had to go to court. U.S. District Court uh, uh, every day and sit in and uh, listen to the trials and, and watch things happen. It was a very interesting perspective watching things unfold in court and uh, looking at other people's lives through the lens of the law. It's very interesting, and we were there watching uh, uh, some of the assistant U.S. attorneys Uh, argue cases in u.s district court so i think that was a really really interesting experience but i but i'm just sitting here looking at what you're listening to what you're talking about going to washington and interning Mm -hmm. there and even in and beyond that even being able to travel around the world uh you know as a student was had to be um you know a great experience as well because Most people don't even get outside of their own neighborhoods, let alone outside of the country. So um, as a student, that had to be a tremendous experience for you.
2: Right. Yeah. And and that's that's the big push for me uh, here in Pontiac is to let them know that the world's bigger than Pontiac. Right. And that you can be from Pontiac and see it and do cool things. Um, You know, and I say. You know, part of my my running for this is to energize, elevate and and just the youth, you know, and so let them know that, you know, like I said, I compare it to this. A lot of times we look at older people and say, when we're younger and they're successful and all this, we're like, oh, my God, we got 30, 40 years to get to that point. Well, no, that's because there's a gap. They need to see someone in the middle who's not too far from them to say, hey, come on, look, you know, this is what you need to do. You can get here. You can get on the path. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm farther along and I'm where you want to be. So... That's, uh, that's really the motivating reason why to run here or for mayor for Pontiac is because I want the youth to know you can be from here and be successful. I'm not the only one. I can name four or five people I know that's out in the world doing well from Pontiac, but um, yeah, travel the world, that's my biggest thing. And I tell all my students that go to Michigan State that I mentor on a robotics team here in Pontiac at um, the, high, the high school. When you go to Michigan State, you have to do three things. You have to attend the basketball game, attend the football game right. and study abroad, period. <laughs> right. That's the three things you have to do. And then also get you some uh, ice cream from the MSU dairy store. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. But you cannot go to the number one study abroad program on Earth, Michigan State University, number one and not travel the world. That's ridiculous. No. No. Travel, go see, and that will inspire. That you, that will inspire you. So, I went to Brazil uh, in 2010, and I also went back for my 30th birthday. Like that's like a second home to me. I love it. Wow. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, travel the world. You're going to the best school in the world to, that will make you travel. That will allow you to travel.
3: So, take advantage of that. Right. Right. Wow. Um, I know you guys are enjoying our interview with candidate for mayor, my good friend jeremy bowie so happy to have him on the thinking out loud radio show podcast and thinking out loud tv uh i um i'm thinking about my my uh our mutual friend amanda blair uh mcray who is uh yes who graduated from that school up uh up the street yeah. And, uh, somewhere. And, uh yeah, somewhere, you know, you yeah. know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where that where where that school is. Well yes. you know, they don't get it's any like... props on on the thinking out loud radio show. Exactly. It's all about <laughs> it's all about us Spartans. Go green. Go I know she's gonna be I know she gonna be listed. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Amanda? <laughs> Shouts out hey, to you. <laughs> Shouts out to you. And I'm enjoying my conversation Peace. with candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac, my good friend Jeremy. Thank you for being with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're getting ready to take our next break of the night. But when we come back, we're getting more into our interview on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimitz. Stay live.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Myry Graphics.
3: In need of a local design for your business, then check out The Myrii Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts or website for your business, then check out The Myrii Graphics. The people at
0: The Myrii Graphics
3: will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at The Myrii Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219- Five two six six Demire Graphics, bringing your imagination to life.
0: giving voice to issues that matter to you. The people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T shirts polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks, all priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit MichaelNimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. (laughs) down. thinking out loud, show. will
3: be right back. All right guys, we are back and I'm enjoying my conversation Peace. with candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac, my good friend Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV. Guys, I hope you're enjoying it watching uh, on our YouTube channel as well. If you are watching, hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell notification so you make sure that each time we come on or each time a new video is loaded, you're able to, uh, to see that. And you get notified when uh, a new Thinking Out Loud TV uh, video is loaded to YouTube. But again, we are enjoying our interview on tonight again with my good friend, Mayor of the uh, candidate for Mayor of the City of of Pontiac, my good friend Jeremy Bowie. Um, So, Jeremy, we talked in the last segment a a lot about, um, you know, your uh, experience, your careers, uh, your, your career, some of the things that you have done leading up to this point in this segment, we're going to talk about, uh, some of the, we want to talk about, you know, what do you think, uh, as mayor, if you were able to actually win this, this contest, this election, uh, you know, what is your vision for the city of Pontiac?
2: My vision is simply to work to create a Pontiac where people can safely work, live and play. Mm. Um, Here, you know, in Pontiac, it was a proud city. You know, I argued, built the middle class in Michigan because um, at one point, Pontiac um, had more, no, Pontiac had more GM plants in its city than any other city in the United States of America. People were flocking to Pontiac to work at General Motors. And, you know, as a part of that, some people lived in Pontiac because, you know, it's a short commute to the plant and home. And so when um, and then also you have the lions that played at the Pontiac Silver Silverdome, right. Right. That the people paid to build. That the people paid to have built. So it was the Pontiac Silverdome. That was our Silverdome. So Lions were leasing it from us. So when you have an uh, economic foundation based on two, really just two things, GM and the Lions, and those get removed, what do you have uh, for economy base? right? When you didn't diversify, when you, when you didn't patch yourself against the possible loss of the Lions, because they're the Detroit Lions. So someone had to think, well, one day they may actually want to play within Detroit and not Pontiac. Right. And then you had General Motors, And so, um, you know, when you base your whole economy really on these two entities and they leave, what do you have left if you didn't build anything around it? Mm. And so that is the fight. That is my vision for Pontiac is to continue to rebuild the economic portfolio of Pontiac, but diversify it, right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, a stock portfolio. You don't put your money all in one stock and then it goes boom and then you don't have Uh, anything left you diversify because you want to balance the effects of well one stock going down one is going up okay i haven't lost my portfolio i'm still breaking even right and so you know that was the issue with the economy and so when the money's flowing everybody don't think it's going to run out you know when the money's flowing we don't put those safeguards in but when it stops then you know It's like, wow, what what do we do next? So that's one big thing. Another is the education here in Pontiac. So since I graduated from law school, I have been working with the high school students at the International Technology Academy here in Pontiac. That's a a satellite school of the Pontiac Northern High School. And, um, you know, it's supposed to be the more advanced school here in Pontiac. Yeah, they work on tougher work and, you know, they have the AP courses, but we're still not meeting the goals academically. Um, We're still, we still have a small percentage of the kids able to read at their grade level while the rest are one grade level down or more than one grade level down. You know, we still have this, it's across the board too, Michael, it's not just black people, it's black, white, Hispanic, you know, the AAPI community, the Asian American Pacific Islander community. Um, but it's also across the board in math, science, uh, English, and things of that nature. So, you know, my vision is, um, and I spoke with the principals at some, some of these schools, and they really wish city government would back the school district. And so a lot of these kids don't come to school. I'm, I want to enforce truancy laws. Um, a lot of these students are um, just falling behind. They're not getting their work done. They're not even logging on. Like, said, a huge percentage of them not logging on virtually. And so... This pandemic hurt Pontiac Mm. because you have kids who are already behind and they've been going in person to school. Imagine when they are not in person and they rely on going in person because they don't have Internet at the home or because, you know, uh, they don't have computers or, you know, they can't focus. Then the gap starts to widen. And so this pandemic hurts inner city schools. So, you know, um, I want to be more supportive to the Pontiac schools and let them know that they have a strong city behind them that's in- making parents send kids to school or they face trouble and that um, we are incentivizing kind of a community approach to parenting. And so what that means is putting kids together in teams throughout the school year and having those teams check on each student parents check on each student to help each other out and support and then financially incentivizing that saying the kids with the highest grades, the highest attendance, the highest good character uh, points and things of that nature. Here's $3,000 each. Mm. And you take that and go put that in a college 52, uh, nine uh, savings and you, if you do that the third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and you continue to let that grow, when you graduate, you can do a year of uh, undergrad. You have a year paid for undergrad or two years or a year of vocational school or two years, or, you know, maybe even uh, money for an idea or an invention that you thought of that you need funding for. So, um, you know, it's just supporting schools. You know, I want to work with the Michigan Department of Edu- of uh, Transportation and get these roads fixed, Michael. Like potholes are huge here in Pontiac. Like they're huge. They're
3: huge in Detroit and Southfield too, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. They're huge everywhere. <laughs> right. And we're tearing cars up. You know, people people oh work hard.
3: God. <laughs>
2: yes. And then so insurance, so you gotta pay insurance monthly for insurance is high now you got to buy new tires and tire rods and you know uh cr- you know crossbars because you keep hitting the potholes and things of that nature and the um government's not reimbursing you for that no they're not right and the roads are the responsibility of the government right and they are lacking on that so definitely want to work on getting the roads fixed um you know, housing here, we want to turn renters into homeowners. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people's economic base or a lot of people's investment is their home. So, you know, renting is fine, but there's no equity. You're just paying, 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 but you're not building equity. So we want to turn renters and homeowners, one, it gives them equity. And then two, it gives you someone who cares about the property and the community, because when you have these absentee owners who live in California, but own property in Michigan and Pontiac, Michigan, or who lives in uh, Saudi Arabia, but has property in Pontiac, Michigan, or, you know, uh, housing projects, they don't care. You know, Mm. as long as those checks are cashing and that money's flowing, they don't care how it looks because it's not their property value that's going down. So, we want to encourage and discourage absentee uh we want to encourage present owners and, and kind of discourage absentee owners there's nothing wrong with it but hold them to a standard you have property in my community you need to keep it fixed you need right. to keep it clean and um so yeah that's just a little more about my uh platform um things i want to see done here in pontiac um I definitely want, one of the ideas I had to, uh, to energize, elevate and, and, and engage the youth is creating a a kid mayor program, right? You know, identifying a kid or two and saying, hey, you know, you're doing well in the community, you're doing well in the schools, you have high character, just an amazing person, you know, you're a kid mayor for a month or two, you know, just breaking them into government so they can get interested in politics, and be a part of this movement that is currently going on across the country. I don't know if you know, Michael, but people my age who look like me are running and they're running and they're they're winning because they're tired and we're tired and we want to see change. So definitely engaging the youth and elevating them to politics. Um, I definitely want to bring back recreational programming here. Um, Over here on the East side, there's no community center, but there's one over by the, former Pontiac municipal golf course is called the Crystal Lake links. Now um, there's a youth center over there, but there's nothing over here to serve these kids over here. So definitely want to get something over here and um, you know, just create a council of millennials and a council of generations. These uh, two people here in the city of Pontiac, so they can have a direct line to the mayor. They don't have to go through six, seven people send emails that I meet with them on a regular basis and say, Hey, what's going on? with the millennials. What's going on with Gen Z? What are the issues? So,
3: yeah. Well, that sounds great, man. That is, that is a great vision that uh, that you, that you have. And uh, I I'm excited for you. I don't live in the city of Pontiac, but uh, I'm excited for the people of Pontiac because we seem to have an individual that's running that has Pontiac on their, mine and uh and that's a good thing that is a good thing. everything he has said so far is uh Pontiac centered and um i'm I'm excited for uh candidate for mayor jeremy Bowie, so happy to have him on the thinking out loud radio show podcast and thinking out loud t v youtube channel as well and You know, since we're talking about voting and since we're talking about elections, I think it's important that we also talk about what's happening around our country when it comes to uh, voter suppression legislation that's being passed in uh, states like Georgia and Texas. And, you know, there's even thought there's even talks about voter suppression laws being passed even here in the state of Michigan. Uh, Jeremy, I want to get. Your thoughts about what's happening in the state of Georgia, particularly. You have uh, Governor Brian Kemp, who just recently signed this very, very racist and discriminatory voter suppression legislation that's uh, been all over the news. You have uh, uh, voter advocates like Latasha Brown of uh, Black Lives Matter, and of course, Stacey Abrams of. Uh, uh, fight, um, uh, um, fair fight. I believe that's what the name of her organization is. And, uh, they're doing of course a phenomenal job of, uh, uh, really, um, canvassing the the state of Georgia and bringing the citizenship together to vote. They did a phenomenal job in the presidential election, uh, Mm -hmm. back in November, And they did a phenomenal job in the Senate runoff in January. And I think really what Republicans are doing is not, is trying not to see that happen again for the future. So uh, what, what are your thoughts about that? And what do we think, what do you think needs to happen uh, to combat that? My, I think we, she went to work, but um,
2: it's amazing that we've been through this much, you know, the voters right act, leading up to the Voting Rights Act, and now that we do not have something on the books that permanently make voting a constitutional right, because it is, it's a right. And so I don't know why we have these tactics always aimed at trying to strip away voting rights from from voting rights from uh, our our constituents, our citizens. It's amazing to me how these people get killed in Georgia at at the Spies. They get killed in Boulder, Colorado, and we don't get a a piece of legislation about gun violence. We don't. And these are violent crimes, but people exercising their constitutional right of voting sets off all of this across the country. It's amazing to me. So, yes, the Congress, the next Democratic Congress needs to come through and permanently make voting rights laws that will permanently disbar or bar the Republicans or anyone from trying to strip them away from um, citizens because the states obviously can't, you know, get get it right. You have Georgia here talking about you can't pass out water. You can't pass out food. You know, they are um, taking ballots uh, must be printed in black and white. And, you know, the cutoff day is 11 days before the primary and general election for mail-in ballots. You know, here in Michigan, you could just you know, take it to your polling place or take it to the clerk's office. So, and then you need an ID. And so, there needs to be national federal legislation put in place to end this run of wham, 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 we lost. So, we're going to try to change the game and move the, uh, move the field goals backwards. So, um, I agree um, with your, your assertion that, you know, there needs to be federal legislation or we're going to continue having this. I mean it was a fair election it was a fair election people voted in records and you're upset
3: over a constitution people exercising their constitutional rights so i agree yeah but i I just man it just bothers me uh when you see these kinds of tactics being used to prevent people from voting you know uh and 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 i guess it segues into my next question why You know, I know the answer, but I want to hear from you. Why do you think uh, Republicans want to make it so hard for black people to vote? Why? Why do you think that that's the case? Because voting is power. You Mm -hmm. know,
2: and so uh, they will do anything they can to take power and obtain power. And so uh, when black people vote, their voices are heard because our people win and so what they want to do is they want their people to win. They want their vision for this country. And so that's why they work so hard. So when people say my vote doesn't matter, yes, it does because there's people out there who's making it their life work to take it from you.
3: Exactly. Right. So exactly. that
2: means there's power within it. And so, and when you don't vote. You hurt. So, and I talked to someone, I was canvassing here in Pontiac and, uh, You know, people have been, I would say 98% of the people have been very cordial and friendly. And I was talking to a guy, he was like, I don't vote. You know, my vote doesn't matter. Uh, I'm like, well, if people had your mindset, if 10% of the people had your mindset, Donald Trump would have been president. But they said, you know what? I'm going to come out. I'm going to vote. And it really did. Your vote mattered so much to where the election wasn't called that night. That election was called, what, two weeks afterwards? And so because it was so close, they were counting by hand and things of that nature. That doesn't happen if your vote doesn't matter. Right. And so that is my argument to people when they say voting doesn't matter and that there is power in their vote, you know. And so um, I I think that's why they, they, they fight so hard. I mean, I know that's why they fight so hard to take it away, because they don't want an uprising of, of they want they prey on people walking through this world sleep mm. and not knowing what's going on mm-hmm. because they can continue to do things uh behind the scenes without being questioned and without being uh con- you know criticized and construed but when you start waking up a people when you educated people and they people vote then that's when change comes, and then that's when uh you know, responsibility and accountability comes to the forefront. And so Republican parties don't want that. They want uh, to continue doing their dealings while everyone is sleeping. No, this age, the millennials and Gen Z of today, we are changing that period. There's going to be accountability and then there's going to be equity and equality for all. And so, um, that's 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 the reason. And they see that. They see this revolution. They see. They do. It. And, they do. And they know they can't defeat
3: it. So and you're absolutely right because you saw the power of the vote, not just after the presidential election, but you saw it the balance, Trump spent the balance of his presidency, mm-hmm. which was, you know, September through January, uh trying to refute what the people uh, had had voted, he, exactly. he he continued to lie and say, and he still does. I think he right. he just spoke uh, some at some uh, Republican retreat yesterday, mm-hmm. still saying that the election was stolen from him, that he won. He even had people in his own administration and even within the own in, within the Republican Party still trying to um you know perpetuate and proliferate these right. law these lies and falsehoods about the presidential election but again at the end of the day on January 21st a new president was elected whether he liked it or not so that right. shows you the power of the vote so you are right you're absolutely right when you talk to that voter who said my vote doesn't matter It absolutely does matter because when you go out and vote and vote in mass numbers like they did and like we did back in November, you saw real change happen in Washington, D.C. That should have been prima facie evidence for everybody who who does not believe their vote counts or their vote matters. They saw it happen in real life and in real time.
2: And that's what I'm stressing here in Pontiac, too. You want change, you have to vote because people win elections here in Pontiac. Off of a small group who make a decision for the whole. But if mm. the whole votes, then that small group cannot make that decision. Right. That's why people in Pontiac have to register to vote and then they have to get mail-in ballots. And I really push mail-in ballots because you don't have to take your uh, time off from work. You don't have to stand in line. You don't have to find a babysitter for the kids. So like when the kids are put away or, or, or going to bed and you're winding down for the night, you can take your ballot, grab you a little coffee, sit at the table, and fill it out go on the internet you know research people fill out that ballot put it in the uh, envelope and drop it in the ballot box or take it to the clerk's office but you know you can drop it in the ballot box it's it's convenient so there's no excuse oh i gotta take time off work and i don't want to miss work miss the money that's fine You, you don't have to do that anymore so that's what i'm stressing here to pontiac if you're tired of this Vote because if you don't, you're going to get the same thing. Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. Don't be insane. Pontiac vote, register to vote and vote.
3: Wow. What a great way to end this segment, guys. I know you're enjoying my interview with the candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac, Mr. Jeremy Bowie. Uh, Thank you for being with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show We're getting ready to take our next break of the night But when we come back We're getting more into our interview On the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast And Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel We'll be right back Great segment, man Great segment Don't touch that dial It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show We'll be right back
0: T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. <laughs> Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford.
1: As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out.
0: Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson.
1: Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that... She's not going to be the ones who stop her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, uh, authentically.
0: Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. In the black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar, L.H. Welchow, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, That's... The reason the black church came to be, and if we're going to be honest to scripture, I mean, the church itself uh, came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
3: All right, guys, we are back on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV, and I'm so happy to have my good friend, candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac, Mr. Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. Guys, we have been chopping it up all night, and I know you have been enjoying our discussion talking about uh, Jeremy's experiences with, uh, with internships, his education, Michigan State University grad. So happy about that. <laughs> Go white, that's right. And, um, and his work in the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, he interned with the Obama administration. We talked about that. Uh, we also uh, finished this last segment talking about the voter suppression laws that uh, uh, seem to be being pushed uh, in the South, in states like the states like Georgia, uh, even states like tennis, uh, Texas, and there even talk about uh, voter suppression laws even coming up here in the state of Michigan. So we ended that uh, last segment talking about that and what can we do uh, to stop those voter suppression laws from happening, and that is. Uh, Congress needs to act. They need to pass sweeping voter legislation for the people. Uh, The for the people bill needs to be passed. It's in the Senate right now being held up because of this filibuster bill, Mm -hmm. uh, filibuster uh, issue that's being debated right now. And uh, guys, you know, it is so important that you reach out to your uh, congressmen and women and let them know that uh, there needs to be something. Uh, that that needs to be done with that. Um, And uh, I I just that that is as long as we'll be for as long as we're doing this this podcast, we're going to be talking about voting because we believe that there is power in the vote. And it's so important that we go out to the polls and vote. And we're talking to uh, if you're from Pontiac, you need to be listening and watching this podcast because we have a a brilliant, intelligent candidate for you guys in uh, Jeremy Bowie with us on the thinking out loud radio show podcast and thinking out loud TV. So Jeremy, man, he talked about quite a bit, man. You're a very intelligent, bright, young man, a millennial. Uh, I want to know from you, you know, who are some of the leaders that you look up to and admire? I mean, uh, it seems like you, you have a good head on your shoulders uh, but I, I, I'm sure you understand that we stand on the shoulders of some great men and women uh, particularly those of us that are from the African American uh, background and heritage so who are those individuals that uh, that you look up to and admire as, uh, as leaders?
2: Um, Charles Hamilton Houston mm. um, he was the mentor of Thurgood Marshall mm. um, he was a brilliant man who did a lot of work in the civil rights uh, movement. And, um, you know, I was actually awarded his award back in uh, uh, when I was at Cooley Law School and, you know, Harvard trained, just a brilliant man. Um, of course, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, uh, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know what he's done and just the things he faced, the strength of Coretta Scott King to uh, let her allow her husband to go out and, and just change the world. I um, also look up, I love President Obama, uh, just a suave, smooth, intelligent brother who is uh, cool under pressure, just a very personable person, um, eloquent spoker, brilliant, um, and just you know I'm just thankful I was just thankful I was able to work for his administration. Um, you know, one of my, my favorite basketball player ever was Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe, you know, you know, he went through his things, but the man demanded greatness. And not only did he demand it, he practiced it. So if Kobe told you to go put up a thousand shots at five in the morning, Kobe was at the gym at four in the morning, putting up two, three <laughs> thousand. Right. So, so he demanded greatness from you. A lot of people didn't like that. Um, and, and, and and I think about Dwight Howard in that reference, because when Kobe passed and Dwight went on to win the world championship, he thought back to what Kobe was trying to make him to be because when he was in that moment of winning that world championship, he said, ah, that's what Kobe was talking about. Mm. So I definitely look up to Mamba and the Mamba mentality. Mm. Um, You know, I love Bill Clinton. You know, I always thought he was a, 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 he was a man that was so incredibly intelligent. He frustrated those who came against him Mm. because you just couldn't, you couldn't fool Bill Clinton, you know? And so it's Steve that I look up to, um, I listened to Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker. Mm. Um, you know, I was in the room when he made that. Yep. Eric, the hip hop preacher. Uh, you know, um, I look up to him. I listened to his podcast when I was at Michigan state, he did a lot to uh, uh, help me along, move me along, him and DeAndre Carter, you know, these are great black men, great leaders um, who I look up to and, and uh, and I aspire to be. Um, You know, I look at, you know, Greg Spencer principal here at Pontiac high school, um, the uh, international technology Academy. He could have, Spencer could have taught everywhere. He could have taught anywhere, but he's dedicated his life to the students of Pontiac and making them better. So, um, you know, these are just great leaders who I look at and want to embody, hope to make proud. You know, some are celebrities, some have gone on to glory, and some, you know, are right around the corner for me, I see weekly. Um, but, you know, when I look at leaders, I look at people who, how they push through adversity, how they handle themselves against uh, people who come against them, and who just look at each challenge as, as winnable. They don't go in with failure, they go in saying, you know this is what we can do this is how we're going to tackle it and you know let the cars fall where they may
3: wow wow i concur with uh just about everybody that you have mentioned you know i was listening to you talk about uh the mamba mentality and kobe bryant uh he was uh he was definitely on my list of uh top uh i would say maybe top 5 top 10 mm-hmm. uh players in the nba michael jordan being number 1 in my book, uh, but but I I saw a tweet from uh, from a, a, a basketball player and his name escapes me right now, but he was talking about a time where him and Kobe were going up against each other, and he said that Kobe uh, was checking him and. He was he was mumbling something under his breath that he couldn't understand, and, he, and every time uh, they were checking each other, and he was on he was defending Kobe or Kobe was defending him, he was mumbling something under his breath, and he found out later it was his cousin's birthday dates birthdays yes. <laughs> and, and i was like when i heard when i saw that tweet i was like man this this dude knows his cousin's birthdays that was that's how intense his exactly. investigation of this man's game was it went past yeah. his basketball skills it went exactly. he, he he went to his he went and investigated his his family. parents yeah. his family he knew everything he wanted this man he yeah. that, and and that is the kind of mentality that you got to have. I mean, right. look, look where, look where it got him. I mean, right. it, it, he he won championships. Now obviously, you know, he's no longer with us, but the Mamba mentality is real. I yeah. was, I was blown away. You, it sounded like you saw that tweet as well. Yeah. Yeah. I remember
2: that tweet. And uh, who was
3: that from, you know,
2: I want to say either Tony Allen or... I think, I think it, was it was Tony, Tony Allen. Allen. It was Tony, was Tony Allen. Allen. Yeah, Because Tony Allen used to play some of the greatest defense of Kobe. I'm talking about, go look at old Kobe versus Tony Allen. Tony Allen was right up there. You know, just always <laughs> on ball, <laughs> on Kobe, just giving him a hard, right. hard time. But, um, yeah, seven world... I mean, uh, went to the NBA Finals seven times, five world championships, Five world 30, championships you know, MVP, uh, all-star MVPs, things of that nature, you know, people want greatness, but they don't want to put that work in. No, no. Kobe put that work in. And so, and one thing about Kobe, he wasn't afraid to take the last shot or step up or he wasn't afraid to solve the tough problem. And that's making the shot. Right. When you, when the game was on the line, Kobe time now, and, and I don't mean you know I can talk about Kobe all day, but there's two there's two instances of of Kobe I love. One uh, when uh, Kobe all, used to always ball out at the Madison Square Garden. Kobe was like, "That is the mecca. When I go here, I'm giving them a show." Right. So one time uh, I think a man was it, man Shumpert. He said it was golden. He was guarding Kobe, talking trash. Oh, Kobe, you wet Kobe, uh, I got you locked up. Kobe went off fourth quarter, off silenced him he was hitting turnaround jumpers he threw one off the backboard did a pivot turn my shopper was like are you on and so when uh my shopper was telling that story i was laughing because you can't keep a champion down and then my second one was story is when kobe you know i actually went out to the staples center to see him play and i will always see him play when he came into the palace so you know kobe fan and so um He stopped at 81 points. If you look at that game, they were down, Lakers were down. Kobe snapped. Kobe was like, All right, I'm giving you all a chance to play basketball. Now, give me the ball, and now you have 81 points, second highest score ever. I love Kobe because he's not afraid of the moment, he understands that you're not always going to be successful, but you're going to fail 100% of the times you don't try. And that's what I always loved about Kobe. Wow,
3: you're going to fail. 100% of the time 100% of the times you don't try. Wow. That's 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 powerful. You fail 100% of the time you don't try. And yep. that is the that's the mamba mentality. That is the mamba mentality and it seemed to be a bit off-putting for some people It seemed it, it, it might seem a bit in, too intense for it's some for people. Week. It's not for the weak. It's actually it's not it's for not the weak. It's not for the uh, uh it, it's not for everybody, but um, I think, you know, when you want to be successful, you got to have that kind of determination. You got to have that kind of determination. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with candidate for mayor of the city of Pontiac my good friend, Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast and Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel as well. Uh, Jeremy, I want you to to talk now to the people of the city of Pontiac because, um, you know, you're running for mayor and you have been born and raised in the city of Pontiac. Uh, You've talked a lot about, Uh, your career and about your upbringing here in the city of Pontiac. So I want you to talk directly to uh, the people of Pontiac and tell them why you want to be their mayor.
2: The reason why I want to be mayor for the citizens of Pontiac is because we need change. This city's far too long been about who knows who and those people voting people in who, who have no business being in. This city, if you look at the history of it, is going downward, downward spiral. We used to have some of the best schools in the state. We, the Oakland County used to be the second richest county in America. I don't know if it's still at that point, but this was a hustling and bustling city. Um, You know, I think back about my memories here in the carnivals and the monster truck shows and the concerts and the, festivals and the you know the fireworks, the family atmosphere, the community atmosphere, that has gone. That has gone. But there's a reason why our city is the Phoenix. We lean on the Phoenix as our symbol because from the rubble, from the ashes, arises something beautiful. We can't arise, we can't raise up if we have someone or people at the helm who don't have the city in its best interest. And you kind of have to be from this city to know the fabric of this city and what it needs, the model, the makeup of it. And so me is restoring trust back into city government, working to do that. You know I walk around here and, and people are, are have lost trust. so the first step is to gain uh, obtain or earn that trust from the citizens one and then to move the city forward together. No longer should we have a small group of people or a collection of people moving this city forward are trying to move this city forward, are making decisions. This city has Hmong people who need to come to the, come to the light and, and have their voices heard. We have Hispanic people who need to come forward and have their voices heard in representation. Black people, white people. And even within those groups, we have the millennials who need to step up and have their voices heard and the Generation Z who need to have their voices heard that's what I am a unifier. I'm aggressive. My, my uh, platform is aggressive and it's progressive. It's for everyone. We want everyone to have a stake in this city. We want everyone to have a voice because this is a diverse city. It's an amazing city. If we don't have leadership with that in mind, we will continue getting results that we've seen. We've seen uh, our city sold off. We've seen bad deals. We've seen, um, the the dilapidation of our school district. We've seen, um, you know, our police force gone, our fire force gone. We need someone in there, at city hall, to put Pontiac first and put Pontiac citizens at rest at night, knowing that their city's in good hands and we're m- moving forward. Rome was not built in a day. We didn't get off the plants, black folks didn't get off the plantation in one day. You know, um, we didn't uh, win World War II in one day. We are going to do this step by step, and we need someone at the helm to do this. And that's why you vote for Jeremy Bowie. Jeremy Bowie is going to touch each section of this city, each person, each race, each organization. We're all going to come to the table and say, how can we move Pontiac forward? And that's why you vote for Jeremy Bowie because it's the election we're at the crossroad. It's great Amazon here. Cool. It's great that United, uh, Wholesale Mortgage Union here, fine. Williams Company, lead contracting. That's great, but what does that mean for Pontiac? Is that jobs? Is that um, money coming into our city? What does that mean? And if we don't have people at this question with the skill and the mindset to make this happen in Pontiac, we'll continue the downward trend. A vote for Jeremy is a step into the 21st century, a step into the future, and a Pontiac that you deserve. A Pontiac where you can safely live, work, and play. Vote for Jeremy Bowie.
3: Well guys, you heard it here first Exclusive on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast And Thinking Out Loud TV Why you need to vote for candidate for mayor, Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have had him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on today. We truly appreciate him. I know I'm invigorated. I'm excited about his candidacy, and I know you are as well. Before we let you go, Jeremy, uh, how can people uh, reach out to you if they want to be involved in your campaign in any way? They want to volunteer. They want to participate in some kind of way with your campaign how can they be a part of what you're doing in the city of Pontiac? Just go to buoy for
2: You know, uh, just click on volunteer. Um, you
3: will see where you can
2: sign up to volunteer, um, by T, you know, where you can uh, sign up for t-shirts, yard signs, bumper stickers, um, and just read my platform. There's a link there to uh, a section where you can fill out to contact me. You can contact me about issues, um, things you want to see done in the city, um, or even if you just want to talk, you know, you can contact me. So Bowie for Pontiac.com on Facebook is Jeremy Bowie. Um, that's my private Facebook page. And then also Jeremy D Bowie is my political candidate page. Um, and then on um, Instagram, you can reach me at Bowie for Pontiac and um, I have YouTube. I have a YouTube channel,
3: uh, Bowie for Pontiac. All right. There you have it, guys. We, we have been tremendously blessed by this young man who is running for the mayor of the city of Pontiac, Jeremy Bowie. So happy to have had him on the thinking out loud radio show podcast and thinking out loud TV, YouTube channel with us on today. Uh, We wish you nothing but success in all that you're doing, man. We keep, keep us posted. Uh, You have our hundred percent support. We're going to be doing everything that we can to make sure you become the next mayor of the city of pontiac uh god bless you brother and we'll be uh we'll definitely be in touch with you yes, sir god bless you thank you so much thank you thank you all right this is a thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back
1: you're listening to the thinking out loud radio show with pastor michael nimmons don't you dare touch that dial Everyone, this is jazz saxophonist Jasmine Jen, and you are listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with your host Michael Menendez.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. out loud swag is here t-shirts polos hoodies letterman's jackets and even face masks all priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite thinking out loud radio show swag get yours today and rep the show out loud Get your copy now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com.
3: Like a victim when you are already
0: victorious. It's
3: time, 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 time. For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, thought, 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 thought of the week. Tonight's thought of the week is entitled "The Dash." One writer said, "Time waits for no man," which essentially means that the hourglass of time doesn't stop for anyone, but its eternal hand continues to turn, whether we are actively doing something. Or even standing still. The concept of distraction intersects with the ever present reality of time, and there you have the essence of this phrase a waste of time. When time is wasted, you're essentially being distracted from your purpose or a goal that you could be constructively working toward. Distractions are the enemy of time because the commodity of time is now wasted when it is not used doing something productive. I once heard it said of someone's life that he died empty on the surface that sounds somewhat troubling because it appears that what is being said is that they died penniless or they died broke implicitly suggesting that their life at death had no value but quite to the contrary the message that is being conveyed is of a much deeper and weightier elk than what is seen on the surface. What is actually being said of this person's life is that they died not taking with them unfulfilled promises or dreams, but they accomplished everything they set out to do. He died with nothing left to give because he lived a full and accomplished life. Dying, leaving a lasting legacy is the same as saying he died empty. He took nothing with him because he left everything of value behind for the world to benefit from. He died empty is the same as saying he died fulfilled because there was nothing left for him or her to do but to close their eyes, knowing that what they were created to do, they did, and they did it to the best of their ability. Conversely, there are those who died never accomplishing their dreams or visions. They died full of vision, full of untapped potential. This is why the graveyard is said to be one of the richest places in the world. No, it's not Fort Knox. It's not the pyramids in Egypt or the treasure hidden in Dubai or some other distant place, but it is the graveyard. This is so because this is the one place that contains the world's reservoir of untapped potential. Million dollar ideas that were never pursued, dreams that Langston referred to as rotten and spoiled meat that have long since expired with the faded remains of the dreamer. What a sad state of affairs. So in the final analysis, what really matters is what you do with the time you have. What really matters is what you do with the dash that is poignantly placed between the day you were born and the day you die. Although some would argue that those are not the two most important dates of our life anyhow. The two most important dates in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. Imagine if everyone that God created was walking in and living out their purpose. What a wonderful world this would be. Unfortunately for so many people, they don't know their purpose because they don't know the originator of their purpose. And there's no way you could ever know who you are if you don't know who God is. Likewise, you'll never discover your purpose until you are finally introduced to the author of your purpose. Getting to know him You in turn will discover who you are. I believe it was Socrates who said an unexamined life is a life not worth living. He was right on one front that without a proper examination of one's life at some point, you'll never know its true value. But what Socrates neglects to mention is that your examination of life is not a solo venture. However, it must be with the giver of life who will in turn show you the value in I know you enjoyed today's start of the week entitled The Dash, taken from our latest book entitled Vision. It's available on Amazon. I'm sure. It will definitely bless you Purchase your copy on today But again, this is a powerful thought of the week That reminds us of what we should be doing While we're here on this earth Occupying our time Pursuing our God-given purpose And uh, reminds me of the scripture in James Where he talks about life Being nothing but a vapor That is only here for a little while and then vanishes away. Think about that. That life is characterized as a vapor that is only here for a little while and then vanishes away. It begs the question, what are you doing with your little while before your life vanishes away? I want to give a special shout out to my good friend, Jeremy Bowie, Bowie, who is running for the mayor of the city of Pontiac, uh, ambitious, bright, and intelligent young man who was on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on today. I truly appreciate him and all that he is doing. You can go out and support him if you're from the city of Pontiac and you want to get behind uh, somebody that is doing something. I strongly encourage you to get behind Jeremy Bowie. I believe he's going to be your next mayor of the city of Pontiac. You can support him by going to Bowie for Pontiac, B-O-W-I-E for Pontiac.com, Bowie for Pontiac.com. That is his website. You get more information about his campaign and all that he is doing as he runs for mayor of the city of Pontiac. So happy again to have him on the thinking out loud radio show with us on today. Remember to follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at tol Radio Host MSN and to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I want to give a special shout out to all of our first time listeners and special guests. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody about what's going on right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're also going to be going live uh, in a little bit on at 9.30 on Instagram for our after show. We talk about today's topics and engage and interact with those of you who are listeners on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, so feel free to join us. We'll probably be talking more about uh, what's happening in the news with police brutality, Dante Wright, and ¡Gracias! Derek Chauvin, uh, and all of these cases that are surrounding our black men uh, today, I think it's so very important that uh, we continue to speak truth to power and encourage and admonish our congressmen and women to do something legislatively uh, to reform our criminal justice system. So join us on this evening. Uh, We're going to be on at 9.30 live on our Instagram to talk more about this. So I look forward to seeing you there tune in to the show next week we're going to have best-selling author sylvia hubbard hutula on the show with us it's going to be her second time with us she is a romantic and suspense author best-selling author doing some big things and i can't wait uh, to share this interview with you on next week sylvia hubbard hutula will be with us and it's an interview you don't want to miss Well, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.